We stand together, united as one. Forward on we go, facing friend and foe. We will know what it is. We have not time for that. If we make mistakes, we are lost. So hello and welcome to the Alleycast. We are still in the midst of the COVID-19 lockdown here in the UK. It is now, as I'm recording this, the 21st of April 2020. So we're, we're about sort of four or five weeks into into being locked down at the minute. Um, everybody's having to get really creative with their training because the fan dance, as we stand in July, Avalanche Endurance Events fan dance is still on. It is still a green for go so uh, yeah so we get a bit creative out there because you've got to uh, be a bit sensible about going out and mixing with the general population uh, observe social distancing etc so i hope everybody's listening that your training is going really well um you know plenty of uh, uh, backyard sort of prison workouts going on there i've just managed to to source myself a pull-up bar which i'm, I'm waiting to arrive um, so I can so I can do a bit more exercise in the back garden, but the turbo trainer's out, and I'm getting out for you know a, a decent run pretty much every day, and doing a few more weighted runs probably than I'd normally do because my training normally would probably consist of a lot of um, a, a lot of short runs during the week, maybe a long run of a weekend, but I, I'm trying to get a few more weighted runs in just to uh, just to make the exercise a little bit more intense. If you've got any ideas. Uh, you want to share with anybody as regards workouts feel free to work uh, to share them on the gone tabbing page and over on the alleycast page as well in fact drop me a line drop me an email drop me an instant message if you've got any good ideas because uh, i'm thinking that maybe we might put an episode out uh, pretty soon where we'll get a few people to sort of talk about what their what, what their workout regimes are like at the moment in this uh, very unusual time as we we reach up to the fan dance so uh, tonight I've just had a chat with a guy called Ian Paul. Now I met Ian um, last, at last year's fan dance. Last year I did double tap. So um, for those of you who are new to this world or, or, or listening for the first time, um, the fan dance is, is probably one of, one of the, the SES test marches over the Brecon Beacons. Um, it's run by uh, for civilians by a, a group called Avalanche Endurance Events. Um, so you can either do um, we can do one fan dance over a weekend, um, or you can do two, which they call double tap, um, or you can actually do three, which is called trident. So last year was was my first attempt at doing the double tap, which I enjoyed immensely, um, and is uh, one of my favourite events so far to do that. And I met Ian Paul there at the time. Now Ian was also doing double tap. What I didn't realise at the time was that, that was his first time actually doing the fan dance as well. So he just went straight in and straight in to do that double tap. Now he's been a cyclist in the past, played a bit of rugby, but has only sort of over the past couple of years or so got into running with one of his first events being the Paris 10, <clears throat> as you'll hear in this uh, in this podcast. So um, we chatted about all sorts, really. We chatted about the fan dance, we chatted about running in general, uh, and we chatted about the plans for the future. So um, I hope you enjoy this chat. Um, and uh, I'll see you on the other side of it. Jesus, this is complicated. <laughs> can you hear me now? I can, mate. I can see, I can see you. I got out of sync just before this rubbish came along, mate. That's the problem. 
Do you know what? I've not I've not really used Zoom and I've not used Teams or anything like that at all. And then this past sort of three weeks, every meeting I've had in work has been I've just worked over Zoom. <laughs> so slow, mate, isn't it? So slow. <laughs> so, yeah. so I've sort of got got a bit used to it now. What's how's lockdown treating you, mate? What are you up to? Not much, mate. Um, I had just qualified as a bus driver and got my CPC yeah. and, uh, for the city and literally qualified on a Monday, um, about the 23rd or 24th of March. And then the next day, that's fine, but you're on home leave, uh, <laughs> indefinitely. So yeah. uh, good and bad, mate. Probably just going to qualify for a bit of furlough. Yeah, um, cool. um, that, that's still, they haven't, uh, I mean, we're, we're dealing with civil servants here, so yeah. we still have yeah. Not that out yet, but yeah, that'll take a lot of pressure off. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy times, isn't it, mate? Um, so first time, I think the first time me and you sort of met face to face was last year, wasn't it? The fan dance. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah we were both on double tap. Yes, yes, we were. <laughs> we had a, it says more more about you than it does about me. That we both finished within five minutes of each other on both days. Right? I know, yeah, you did really well. Uh, I, 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 I've got to say, I, I was thinking the second day I'm going to turn up and it's just going to be absolutely horrendous. But I was actually all right on the second day. I didn't feel too bad at all when I actually turned up. So what's, oh, your, what, what's your tabbing journey anyway, mate? What sort of what, what brought you into this arena of, um, of of this crazy world that we're all sort of involved in? Well, fundraising is the, the, the excuse I would throw out there. I did a lot of uh, fundraising for cancer charities and the Maggie's um, cancer hospices who did a lot for my wife when she had breast cancer. Okay. Um, so you always want to give a bit back. Um, and cycling was my thing. And yep. so I did a lot of cycling for 50 milers, 100 milers. And you get sick of asking people, can you sponsor me? Um, and they'll be like, oh, don't tell me you're cycling again. Mm. Oh, you know? yeah. And it's almost as if you feel like you're you're asking people to sponsor you for something you were going to do anyway, because I probably would have. Um, and I made the comment once that, well, I would rather cycle 100 miles than run 10 because I was I hadn't run since, you know, in my 20s. Mm. And kind of got a bit of feedback on that of, well, if you want to run 10 miles, then we'll sponsor you for it. Mm. Went looking for a 10-mile event and, God help me, found the Paris 10 at uh, Catrick. <laughs> so, well, if... You know, you know, when your expectation versus ability, you think, well, if you're going to run... 10 miles, wow, why not put 17 kilos on your back and, and do that? So um, when I was looking for information on tabbing, that's when I came across it, the Gone Tabbing group. I um, was very lucky to, to be invited in, um, accepted, because not really having any background that would, nothing to suggest that I was into the tabbing other than he was a nutter that wants to do catching <laughs> and who hasn't run further than five miles or since he played rugby. Yeah. Um, and that got me in and then of course you start doing it, you kind of get hooked on it a little bit. Um, well, a, a certain type of mentality mm. gets hooked on it a little bit. Yeah. And um I thought catching, that'll, that'll probably be me. You know, I, I don't see myself doing the fan. And then a couple of winters ago, I got um, caught up in a wave of uh, everyone's the, the middle of January tale of uh, how, how they'd all got on. And I still blame Richard Morris for this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot to blame Richard Morris for. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and Claire did a video as well. And you thought, you know what? That actually looks like a lot of fun. Mm. Um, it's a real challenge. Um, it's not a race. You know, at my end of the field, it's about 
you're judging yourself and, and you know if you go back then you're racing to do a PB um, and then of course the hilarious story that I'm, I'm signing up and I was like well Wales that's a long way to go from Edinburgh for, for one event uh, am I going to do the Saturday or the Sunday and I thought well bugger it I'll just do I'll do double tap then because <laughs> <laughs> obviously if you're going to do it once if you can finish it once then you'll obviously finish it twice yeah so um, hence double tap, and um, I, w- I was amazed by the, the sort of the camaraderie around all the tabbing events, um, and it, you kind of get not hooked on it, but you just want to keep doing it and, mm. and do it again, and and obviously you, you, your time, my times are there to be beaten by me, and um, you know, so obviously I'm still hopeful that the fan goes ahead um, in the start of mm. July. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm down for Woodhouse double tap this time, wow. so a little, yeah. a little increase in the lunacy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, should be keeping fitter, but yeah. uh, then I'm sure that I'm sure we could all be saying that under lockdown at the moment. We could all be doing a bit more, but so that's that's sort of a long-winded answer to how I got into it. it was just the sheer that looks difficult. I'll give that a go. So what did that train? Because I'm pretty much the same as you, but I had a sort of a reset button pressed on me. I was really into my cycling. I'd done coast to coast. I'd done all sorts of things. And then mm. so it was the doctor telling me, you're not going to cycle again. And I thought, oh, well, I'll go running then, because that's that seems yeah. a bit harder. <laughs> um, so I'll go and do that. But yeah, so, so that was my sort of journey as well. But how did you sort of start running then? Did you get on the couch to 5K and something like that? Or did you just, just get out there and do it? Just got up just got up and started running. Um, well, I mean, I'm, I'm now 53. God, it's, it's, it's always funny. It's, it's never a good sign when you have to put a bit of thought into them and how old you are. Um, and you just think, well, I used to play rugby when I was a kid. Who, you know, I'll, I'll just bang off three miles, you know, five days a week. How difficult can that possibly be? Um, you get your sin splints, and then you think, well, I'm actually going to have to put some thought into this. Mm. Um, I know a lot of people who do a lot of running, mm. and they were all, oh, no, you need to get a bit of structure. Um, so I guess it's, uh, when I first got into training for Catrick, I was more about let's just make sure we can actually cover 10 miles. Yeah. Um, if you can do it in under two and a half hours, that would be great. But let's mm. just make sure you can actually uh, not expire. I mean, I, I had got so out of shape. Um, and in some ways, you can get away with murder on a bike. Mm. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if you do a 70 miler, you can freewheel 30 of those miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when you're weighing almost 20 stone, you can do a hell of a lot of freewheeling. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, parts of the course where normal people can't. So, um, I, I guess I, I kind of winged it for the first time I did Catrick, and then second time round, kind of the same again. Um, and when it came time to do the fan, I started enjoying my running just mm. three or four evenings a week, sporadically, um, never with the pack on. Um, I, I seem to be quite prone to shin splints and, and calf injuries. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm probably known as the guy who's always got blue tape on his calves, like holding him together when he turns up at events, because uh, that's the way uh, my body seems to react. So I thought, let's do this properly. And if you can do if you can do double tap, why not do the Edinburgh Marathon? Because it starts, um, I think it's about 500 meters from where I live is where the start is. So okay. it, it, it's when you're on a wave of optimism. You know, well, <laughs> how difficult can that possibly be? So I went on to um, a marathon training program. Um, there's a, an American chap called Hal Higdon yeah. who's been doing it for a long time. And he's legendary. Yeah. And the, the stats for the number of first-time finish, marathon finishers who've done his 18-week programs are astonishing. Um, 
and again, probably apologies in advance for the bad language, but um, a friend of mine printed off his novice um, marathon 18-week course, and the numbers go up quite alarmingly. Yes, yeah. Quite quick. I think on, on week six, you're over 10 miles. On you know, week 12, you're really up in double figures. And my first thought was, shit, what, what have I let myself in for here? Because that's, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of effort. Uh, you know, you have to start worrying about what you feed yourself and, and when you eat, when you have yeah. breakfast and all that stuff. Um, and it kind of flicked a switch and it, it really got me into running quite seriously. Um, and again, there'll, there'll be a lot of guys, yourself included, the gone tabbing guys, where you might be getting on a bit. No, not, obviously not you. <laughs> I'm not far behind you, Honestly, I'm not. I'm, I'm 47 now, so I'm creeping up there. Like. But you know, you know you've got a good engine yeah, un- yeah. underneath. Um, so you think, well, if you get into it, then your body will rise to the occasion. And I, I've been quite lucky. Yeah. That yeah. I've really got into my running. And, uh, and you and I spoke last summer about ultra running and dipping our toes into mm. ultra. Um, and obviously, I've, I've been derailed at all my events this, uh, this yeah. year have been cancelled, even as far away as August. Mm. Uh, the Devil of the Highlands got um, cancelled because they didn't want people travelling up to the West Highlands to do the training. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, lost my motivation for a bit, if I'm honest. Um, and then being furloughed for uh, the first two weeks, I found that very difficult. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, you know, you, I, I do now look at zoo animals in a completely different way. Yeah. Because it, it's just. You, you sometimes think, oh, I'd love to sit on my backside and do now for a fortnight. That's, that sounds like a pretty, you know, yeah. I would shake hands on that if someone offered me just now. But, you know, it's it can be quite tough. Yeah. Uh, and I'm quite close into the city centre in Edinburgh and the number of people who are out milling around and uh, are they socially distancing, aren't mm. they? It's just too many people out there and, and you, you buy the scare stories that are on the press that, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not going to go out until they've all gone home. So, yeah. You know, I've been running early in the morning, doing a bit of biking. Um, I've got the turbo set up in the garage, a biking turbo. So doing an hour of that a day and, and then going out for either a walk or a tab in the evening. So yeah. uh, just try to do what you can. Because, yeah. you know, I, I say they, having said that, most of my events have been cancelled. Yeah. Still, hopeful, still hoping to do the fan yeah, yeah. and still very much hoping to do the COPS 30 miler yeah. um, in September. So. Mm. You know, we'll just have to see. Yeah, what just, just got to suck it and see where we are, aren't we? Um, did you end up doing the Edinburgh Marathon then, or, or not? <laughs> <laughs> well, strap yourself in for a sorry tale Go of under. <laughs> <laughs> I love a sorry uh, tale. <laughs> I, I, um, I cruised through the training. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, uh, and I kind of got quite dedicated. It's not something I would have really pegged myself as being a trainer. I did it. Did my my three twenty mile runs, you know, and then mm. went into taper, and I turned up on the day of the Edinburgh Marathon and had an absolute shocker. Yeah, um, my, I, everything felt wrong. Didn't start particularly quickly. Just had one of those days. Hip was aching by mile thirteen, mm. um, and I ended up probably walked about four miles in total. Yeah, um, and so. Have I crossed the finish line in a marathon? Yes, I have. Mm. Have I run a marathon? Well, to me, that's a no. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. obviously, if you've got that mindset, you're going to have to go back and do it again. So, I had entered for this year, mm. um, and and it got pulled. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I wasn't quite as dedicated about my training. So, I would have been one one of the five hundred people at the eight thousand. There was actually not not exactly gutted. Yeah. Uh, when it got pulled, so. Uh, 
Yeah, I've got I've got to say, I've done I think I've done three marathons now. And the first one I did there was that high of well I'll finish the marathon, do you know what I mean? So yeah. I said finished and said I'll never ever do one again, that's it. So I woke up the next morning and signed up for another one, as you do. <laughs> um and I did the Chester marathon and I absolutely hated it. I thought I just I don't like marathons, marathons aren't my thing. Um and then I did Chester again <laughs> because I think I've got into that I've got into that mindset now, especially I think after sort of getting into the tabbing world, that if you don't like it you've almost gotta go and force yourself to do it. Um yeah. because you've got to do those things that you don't like. And going from so I know you're you're obviously working up towards an ultra moment, you can't do that again, but I, I obviously did my first one this year, just about managed mm. to get it in before the before the lockdown and I absolutely loved that. It was a completely a completely different atmosphere to going on a marathon because it, it was very much like tabbing the race was against you not against anybody else you know it was like and say the one I did it was it was well the Brecon Beacons one it was from Bre- Brecon to Cardiff that's downhill all the way isn't it, <laughs> it well, do you know what the second half wasn't far off but, so the, 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 but it, it was on the day of Storm Kira as well um, so, so we went over the top there but, but I absolutely loved it and I'm, I'm definitely going to go back and do that one next year um, but yeah going back to, to the cycling I, I think that was one of the reasons that I really got into cycling because I, I realised that half of it was always going to be downhill and <laughs> or, or at least a quarter of it was going to be downhill if you had a bit of flat and it, it did seem like a, a fairly easy option getting into getting into that and I know you can you can get very, very sort of technical on it. You can start competing and, and, and what yeah. have you. But, but, but going from that into running is is a completely different sort of animal, isn't it? Because well, one of the one of the things that I've most enjoyed about changing from cycling in into running, which if you're going to do your your pre-season prep through January, February, March, it's much more fun to be running for an hour or an hour and a half than it is to be on the bike for for maybe yeah. two three hours in the Scottish winter mm-hmm. where you, you can maybe only cycle on the roads that have been gritted overnight yeah, so you, yeah, you yeah. <laughs> as you know you unless you're going up hills you largely sit and get cold on yeah. the bike yeah um you, well obviously unless you're an elite athlete and you can yeah. absolutely smash it for all of your two hours but you just it can be quite miserable and then you, you I think I called it a day one one day um I was up at the, the cot- we've got a cottage up near Roman and I could feel my hands getting colder and colder and colder and colder. Yeah. And I got to the point, I thought, if I if I punctured now, I wouldn't be able to literally undo the zip yeah, yeah. on, on the, the the toolkit to mm-hmm. get anything out, let alone change it. This is just lunacy. So yeah. um, hence, well, I was I was I had the excuse to start running anyway, so I started doing a bit more running. But I, I don't miss my winter cycling. No, uh, I must, no, 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 no. There's not much to, to commend it for. So what was your first Paris 10 like then when you turned up for that? Was that was that a bit of a shock for you when you were going out and doing that or was it were you just sort of caught up in the occasion again? It's a funny one because again you, you have the expectation of you have everyone else's um, opinion who's done it before and you know the oh catch it cool that's a, that's a right hilly one um, you know but, and it depends what you do your training on really uh, I mean I, I'm lucky enough I've got Pentland Hills are probably a twenty-minute drive from here. Not at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. And, and they really are up and down. You know, the, the the first climb from the car park to the first tops a thousand feet. Oh. Um, so, and then then it's 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 pretty much it's like I call it the pyramid. It's up, down, up, down. If you've been up to end, then it, it's very noticeable. And it's a really it's a good path um, up and down it. So, when you're accustomed to doing that, it, it I didn't find Catrick so hilly. Mm. Um, 
but I still struggled with it. Obviously, you, you do, um, you know, on the big day, went out far too quickly, got caught up in the cavalry charge um, off, off the, you know, as, as, soon as, as soon as someone shouts go, um, you know, everyone tries to, to take off at the, speed, the same speed that the Gurkhas have taken off yeah, at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and before you know it, you, you're getting sucked along um, and, and you get to a mile and, and you know, my, I remember my Garmin, I borrowed someone's Garmin and it bleeped and it was it was like under nine minutes. And I was mm. like, jeez, I don't actually normally run at that pace. So I, I'm, I'm going to have to really slow down here. And, and as it was, I, I slowed down and slowed down Tried to keep a bit up my sleeve for the land of Nod because everyone said it's a killer, mm. um, and I'd saved enough that I didn't. I didn't find it particularly difficult. Um, my famous last words, yeah. obviously, and then sort of died a death. All I tried to run from there back to the finish and, and really suffered. Um, so by the time I finished, across the finish line, I looked like that classic fat bloke that's gone out and run too far. And you just you just want to put like a heart rate monitor on him straight away to make sure he's not he's not going to keel over. And I remember some of the guys were having pizzas um, in the recovery area. Most of the gun tabbing guys have, have already have, could probably have had their showers and got changed and everything by the time I crossed the line. They're sitting eating pizza, and, and it very nearly pushed me over the edge to despite <laughs> the smell of pizza uh, as I crossed the line was almost too much for me. So politely declined. Yeah. But um, as an experience, it was, it was so well run yeah. and it's so no-nonsense run. Mm. I think that's the main thing. You, you get used to, particularly bike bike events, like start can be quite one It's 20 hours. Yeah. If, if you put it politely. Yeah. Um, I mean, cyclists aren't as friendly as Tabbers or uh, particularly yeah. not as the, the running brigade. Um, obviously, I have heard them to have referred to many times as a bunch of wankers wearing lycra. <laughs> um, obviously, I, I, I myself would never ever uh, level yeah, that yeah. one up. Um, but you know, you, at cycling, you just want to turn up, start, and if yeah. you speak to the people that you cycle with, then that's that's pretty much a bonus. Yeah. Whereas the tabbing thing is all about turn up, have a chat, have, you, have your photo taken with the flag. And I was kind of taken aback by that camaraderie that goes with it, and, and it really helps to make the day. And, and then Hanging around um, after for a short while after um, the race was a real novelty to me as well because normally cyclists are, you know, the, the front wheel's off. Um, it's either up on the bike's on the rack, it's in the car, and, yep. and they're away on. So yeah, yeah. It, it's. Uh, I think it. I obviously got hooked on it. Um, I wasn't expecting necessarily to keep doing it, but um, I think the guys you meet and and then the, the challenge against yourself, um, and it's a strange challenge as well because it's not a sprint. Um, it, it's a real you have to, to sort of eke out your efforts mm. over the whole 10 miles yeah. um, having done a lot of time trialling on the bike I'm reasonably good at thinking well what can you do for 10 minutes what can you do for mm. 20 minutes um, and that it, I think it's particularly appeals to my mindset and on the fan as well when you're heading back up from the turn back up towards Jacob's Ladder you think well how can I best manage my energy to get from here to there so that I'm not already breathing out my backside mm. by the time I get to the mm. bottom of it. So uh, yeah. it, it works for me. Uh, so yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that particular type of challenge. Yeah. I mean, I never realised uh, until now, really, that when you did double tap, that that was your first experience of the fan dance. I thought you'd, I thought you'd done one before. <laughs> I didn't realise well, you, no. you just rocked off and done the uh, done double tap. 
I keep. I went down I, because I, I do this fanatical thing where I, I take things ridiculously seriously yeah. for a bloke who's the wrong side of fifty. And I thought, the fan, ooh, wonder what that's going to be like on Wednesday. That, ooh, everyone says it's tough, you know, and, and it is. Mm. It, it is a legendary challenge. I mean, when you think about the, the background of the guys who, who've who've done it and who go through selection on it, they've all done it. Yeah. It's like playing golf at St Andrews or, or you're playing football at Wembley. Everyone who's anyone has done that. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, let's take this seriously. So I, I came down and excused to get away from the family for the weekend. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'll just pop in, the, pop in the car and nip down to South Wales and um, stay overnight and, and do it. So I had done that in the June, though about a month before um, my first, before the double tap. Uh, and I was lucky that Mark Hobbs um, hooked up with me um, when I was down there, and he very kindly met up with me at the crack of dawn, um, showed me the this is the actual path, this is where you would have gone wrong, and you would have carried on straight up the path. Um, and I was very lucky, and we had a tremendous day um, at quite a relaxed pace. Mm. Um, so I had I had seen I'd seen the track, if you know if that makes sense. I'd had my trial run, um, and it kind of took all the the um, which called the mystique out of it, mm. um, where, where I mean, it is it, the great thing is it's one of these challenges. Like if you go a nice easy stroll, um, you know, with Mark and his dog and myself, mm. and you just stroll it, it's a beautiful afternoon yeah, out. Yeah. But you can go around that as hard as you want, and and you can be in whatever state you want when you get to the end. Mm. And and again, that's the challenge side of it. it yeah. It's and I would recommend it to anyone who's ever put a rucksack on. To give it a go because it, it is like your opportunity to play at St Andrews. Yeah, yeah, totally, definitely. And um, I mean, you've got it all to go. If the if the fan dance comes off this summer, I, I won't spoil it for you because I've I've done some of the Woodhouse route, but it, it did beat me the first time because I completely I didn't train properly for it. I completely underestimated it. Um, but I won't spoil it for you. But that is a complete that that is a beautiful route. You will uh, you, you will really enjoy that if you can. I, I am I am shitting myself. I think yeah. it's fair because I, I haven't. I haven't put the hard work in. I think I put the pack on with ten kilos in it in the middle of last week, um, and I've been trying to run, you know, run three or four miles one day, and then do a tab the next, and mm. you know, run tab, run tab. Yeah. Um, and it just highlights just how how far from where you would like to be yeah. you actually are. But you think, well, it's only you know, there's still a couple of months to go. How, yeah. how bad can it be? Yeah. Um, but that's that's the sort of that's what they'll they'll put on my headstone is <laughs> if only he turned up properly prepared. <laughs> I know that feeling. Yeah. So your first, so the first time you've turned up on the fan dance last year, obviously you'd already done that route. How different was it doing it on fan dance day for you than than doing that route? Because I know you said obviously you can you can do it at your own mm. pace, but it's uh, yeah, I can imagine it was very different. I, I, it's it's um, it, I have to say it's it's the most I've enjoyed any event. Yeah. Um, but if if I was to list my Say top thirty events that I've done. Number one and two would be would be the Saturday and the Sunday. Yeah. Uh, last live the fan. It, it is that good an event, um, and and it starts with when you turn up. You, if you wear a gun having top, you automatically you've hooked up with guys you've maybe mm. never met them before. Some some I had met before, um, so you automatically <laughs> feel home. And it's that's kind of one of the things that I struggle with is is being the outsider. Or yeah. you do something for your first time. Yeah, I have a horrible attack of nerves. I really get sort of anxiety yeah. about um, turning up, um, and you, so you're automatically you're on the front foot. 
you turn up, you get one of Ken Jones' legendary pre-race briefings, <laughs> um, which are so not cycling. No, you know, no, it, so. you know they're, they're so not anything else. Um, and then, you know, you're off and again. Is it a cavalry charge up the hill or is it not? But um, I wanted to start quite quickly to try and get to that gate before, um, you know, there's a gate and relatively quick on um, that forms a queue. Um, and, and I tried to pace, pace myself to that. And, and in my mind was, I don't care how you get on on the next uphill, just get to that bloody gate yeah. and get as far up the queue as possible because you could fritter away 15 minutes mm. if you're at the back of the queue. I was looking to, to try and crack four hours. Yeah. Um, I didn't realise that was going to take me to the elite part of the field that you <laughs> hang out in, um, obviously. Um, and as it goes, I missed it by three minutes the first day, yeah. and then I beat it by literally a minute and a half yeah. Um, yeah. On, on the Sunday. Um, but I, I think as an event, you just... I was kind of in awe of it as well, of, of just, you know, it's the occasion. You know, and and I, I'll, I'll go back a lot, to, and I bore people to death with... You know the history of that course, and, yeah. and some people that it means nothing to them at all. You know, some people like oh yeah, well, oh, you know, big deal. And mm. you know, guys who, and I was a real wannabe soldier when I was at school, mm. um, and you just think that, that it's it's kind of the ultimate test, really. Yeah. Um, and so I I went around just with the biggest smile on my face all day. Mm. Um, Maybe there'd have been some parts where it wasn't necessarily a smile. Um, and I think if if you if you're a tabber and you go to the fan and you don't enjoy yourself, then you really shouldn't be tabbing. No. I, I think tabbing's not for you. If, you. if you can't enjoy that, that stuff, just the occasion. And then who cares what the time is? Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's a tremendous event. Oh, oh, totally, and I think Ken and his team and the way they organise that and the, the safety measures that go into it as well. And there's there's an awful lot that goes into that event, and I know that I mean there are other organisations that that, that, that organise similar events, but I, I honestly can't fault Avalanche because I think they just they just put their all into it, don't they? Uh, well, you, I mean, I don't know if you've I certainly haven't done um, any of the other um, weekends. Hmm. At all, I, I wouldn't feel the need to, and I know it's, it's a debate that will we'll end that debate there. But um, it, it just happens to be the weekend, both weekends. It's been a weekend that, in July that I've been able to get away for. Yeah. Um, and, and I know that's as it as it turns out, Andy Steele uh, doesn't want to turn up that weekend and, and pit himself against my my prowess <laughs> with the rucksack on. So he always makes some sort of little excuse. That, oh, I'll have to do it the next week. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, but um, it, it, it's, it's kind of the only weekend for the first, uh, well, for last year, for sure. Mm. Uh, th it was the one weekend in July that I'd be able to get away and yeah. get time for it. So it, it works out perfectly for me. And uh, well, I think once you've, you've done something once, I'm very brand loyal in, in general. Yeah, so, totally, yeah. Um, yeah. But I think, I think as well, even with if you, if you do progress with, with Avalanche and you go on to the Test Week marches, I did the Black Sabbath last year with them in the Q course day. <laughs> And that is that. That is like the fan dance on steroids. That that is even just the queue course. So we arrived there. I think I arrived there on the on the Friday night, and uh, Stu Biggs, Staff Biggs was there. Um, lo lovely fella. 
Um, he kept us up all night doing stag on, on a village hall, believe it or not. He put us on guard on a village hall, so we were up at like for half an hour all through the night. And uh, but but the actual the, the actual cue course and then the march following that was was absolutely fantastic, and it was just something. It really was something. Yeah, they do. You know, these. Um, I I am very. I've never actually been envious of anyone who lives in or around Wales, mm. but. When it when it comes to your, your tabbing events, there has to be a little bit of uh, location envy. That you know, it, it, it's I'm, 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 I thought it, it's quite a long drive to get from here down to Wales. Mm. I had no idea how busy it was, particularly if you're travelling down the M6 on a on a Friday. How long it can take you to get to get down for that trip to Wales? So yeah, uh, you know, it, it's it's not a trip. Unfortunately, it's not a trip that I can really do um, that often. So. So on the double tap then, so like I said, I think I, I turned up on the Saturday expecting to be absolutely knackered, and like you on the first day, I was just about I was I was about a minute over where mm. I wanted to be, and then I was something like a minute under on the second day where I wanted to be, which I was really happy with. But but what did that feel like for you on the second day? Was it because for me, I woke up that morning and I expected to be knackered, but I actually felt all right, and it was like Christmas because yeah. I turned up and I feel, do you know what? I feel all right. I'm going to do this, and I wasn't. I, I don't think until that morning that I was sure that the second day. I was actually going to do it. I, I would probably like yourself. I was prepared that I was going to be in bits and yeah. that I might just pull the Sunday yeah. and you'll turn up, pretend I've got a dodgy hamstring or something <laughs> like that. So, oh, it's the calf. Oh, it's, 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 it's terrible. I can't do it. But like yourself, turned up. Actually, I, thought, I, I really struggled to eat breakfast for all the crap that I can yeah. consume in a 24-hour period. I really don't, I'm not a great breakfaster, so I forced myself to, and I was staying at the travel house down at Martha, mm. forced myself to, to make myself um, a, a proper breakfast, eat it, and knowing that in an hour and a half, you're going to really thank yourself uh, for doing that. Um, and I was amazed how good I felt. Um, Obviously, I shouldn't be. When you when you prepare as hard for an event as yeah, I do, yeah. you know, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. But um, I was amazed, and you know, as you get caught up in the euphoria of the start, and you get a bit of adrenaline, and before you know it, you're mm. you're double turning up the first hill again, yeah. um, as if you've been sitting on your backside all the day yeah. before. Yeah, but now that I, so I really enjoy. It. I'm supposed to be doing Trident this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, just a normal one, not doing the Woodhouse Trident yet. But um, say uh, Paul's been Paul Jones been trying to work, trying to get me to do that next year. I think so. I might might have a go with that next year. Hopefully, hopefully this year is going to go ahead. But we'll uh, so, so yeah. we'll we'll have to see about that. So, that that's the great thing about the fan dance weekends is there is a clear progression. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I'm glad I didn't start with a single. I'm absolutely no disrespect mm-hmm. to anyone that. that that turns up and does one, I probably should have. Yeah. Um, but it made me prepare twice as hard. Um, and obviously there's going to be an asterisk after twice as hard because to some people that's, that's, that's hardly preparation at all. But, you know, there is a clear progression of there's going to be, you know, a trident and then there's a winter trident mm-hmm. and, and then I can see the test marches and stuff. So it, it's not like you turn up and run the Edinburgh Marathon route. Yeah. And then the next year, it's exactly the same. Every every cobblestone, every pothole is probably still going to be there. So yeah, yeah no, no, it's, it's completely different because I, I think I'm just trying to think. I've probably done about four or five times now. I've actually done the fan dance, and it's been a different. I mean, if you look at the weather, if you look at, if you, I don't know. It's just been. It seemed to have been a different event every time. The first time, I I only did the single the first time, but again, completely under train for it. Turned up, 
underestimated it. I'd never done the route before. Um, and I'd convinced myself, I've said this before, it? but I'd convinced myself that when I got to the bottom of Jacob's Ladder on the first one, that the Roman road was flat all the way to the halfway point. Just in my uh-huh. head, it was flat until I turned around and mm-hmm. had to go back up it. Um, and then I realised what a mistake yeah. I made, sort of bombing, bombing down it. And then I vomited all the way up Jacob's Ladder, which was, uh, which was <laughs> 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 interesting. So, um, so hopefully, say, the fan dance goes ahead this year. <clears throat> Are you still training for ultras and things like that in the future? Or, well, I must admit, I, I um, the, the Edinburgh Marathon got cancelled. Um, I think around about the start of um, start to mid March. Yeah, I was behind on my prep for it, so yeah. I think I mentioned I wasn't exactly cut up about it. I was mm. like, oh, right, let us defer. I'll do it next year. Um, I had chosen. <laughs> we come back to expectation versus ability again. Yeah. If you're going to do an ultra, um, I chose the Devil of the Highlands, which is the second half of the West Highland Way. Yeah. So from Tyndrum up to Fort William, and it's it's a perfectly good path. Um, there's a lot of gradient on it, 43 miles. Um, I have done most of it as a support runner. Uh, I did the last 27 miles as a support runner okay. uh, for for a lifelong friend right. uh, last summer and got hooked on it got hooked on the community around ultra running as well yeah um I, I, you know it's, it's a great weekend out the west highland way race is is probably the biggest challenge in the uk i would mm. think um arguably alongside maybe the spine um race yep. or yeah, yeah. they've each got the pros and cons but um that kind of got me into it it was due uh the second week in august mm. and i firmly believed well the marathon's gone, but that's good because you can now kind of run further, but run less often yeah. and try and prepare yourself. You're instead of doing six days a week um, for, for 43 miles or whatever a week, you can actually still do 43 miles, but you can do it over three or four runs and, and yeah. just get your body used to, to running further. Mm. Um, I was a bit gutted when it, when it got... Uh, um, I wasn't expecting it to be cancelled right away. Mm. Um, and it got cancelled way back in oh, probably towards the end of March. And it came as a big blow. So, you know, suspect mentality and, and all that. I stopped running, basically, and then got, got put home leave as well. Um, basically spent two weeks. Well, uh, is that 11 o'clock? Uh, it was beer o'clock already. That's super. <laughs> Um, ate all the wrong foods and put on about three and a half kilos in a fortnight yeah. and then you have that hang on there's a fan dance coming up soon mm. you can't yeah. turn up you know you, you're you not going to be able to crack your beer at 11 o'clock at the halfway line yeah. or at the turnaround point you might find upon that you're going to have to get your arse in gear here um, and I've tried to get right back into it Immediately pinged my calf, obviously, because in, in my world, as soon as you start doing anything, well, your calf says not yeah. so fast as you think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so did did a lot of a lot of walking, then put the pack on with ten kilos, and I've had a couple of runs, um, just three or four miles. Um, yeah. and, and it's funny the, the mindset where five years ago three or four miles would have been a, would have been a really long run. Yeah, and, and now it's rough. It's <coughs> actually. Actually, worth putting your kit on for a while. You become this terrible mileage snob. I know. Um, I, um, what, what surprised me though is training for ultra was 
I was expecting to be doing probably when I first thought I'm going to do an ultra. Not, uh, the Brecon to Cardiff ultra I put off about three or four times. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then last minute, oh, I haven't got I haven't got enough time to train now, so I won't do it. You know, all that sort of mindset. And this last year in November, I thought, do you know what? I'm going to do it in February. That's it. I'm going to sign, I'm, going to, I'm going to pay the money now. I want to pay this money because I don't want to be fifty quid out of pocket and not do anything because that's that's going to motivate me. And I was surprised really that you haven't got to be putting in sort of 100 mile weeks. I think that the longest week I sort of did for that was probably about a 40 mile week, I think like that. And, and it, it was mostly for me and the training and that was just getting back to back long runs in of a weekend. That's that's probably the secret, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it's definitely a secret is, you know, you can, you can almost sort of knock two or three five Ks out in the week. But as long mm. as you get out on the Saturday and do double figures twice, you, you, yeah. you, you're going to be you're going to be pretty well prepared for it, aren't you? I, I think so. And it, again, I, as soon as I stopped training, in my mind, oh, you're back to square one again. Yeah. Well, it's terrible. But, and obviously, you're not. No, no. But and so you go out, and I went out a couple. Uh, was it yesterday morning? Went out, ran four miles, and and it was a beautiful sunny morning. You, it's a lovely residential area. And you get about three and a half miles in, and you go, Do you know, I could just keep going. Yeah. I absolutely. Um, obviously, I'm still running in fear of my calf going again. Yeah. It's like, you know what? On a, if, on a normal day, I could just run and run because I love that yeah. feeling of you, you, you get over, all my niggles tend to stop hurting after about two and a half miles. Yeah. It's like getting your gearbox fully warmed up and lubricated and all that, and it doesn't clunk anymore. And you just think, God, I absolutely love running. I yeah. really do uh, love it. So why don't you just do it more often? Yeah. And I would make tra- training would be so much easier if you actually consistently looked forward to, to doing your long runs. Yeah, um, there's no reason not to. No, no but it's, everybody goes through that. Every runner you speak to though goes through that sort of that, that phase, don't you? Where you just you just you fall mm. out of love with it for maybe a week or two. You just oh you you, uh-huh. you don't do that run that you know you should do, and then you don't do it the next thing. You don't do it the next day, and suddenly two weeks have gone, and you're like, oh, for Christ's sake, I need to get out and just go and do that run. I mean, it was it was literally the minute the event got cancelled. Yeah, I didn't quite say it out loud. Thank God, I don't have to run this yeah. weekend. But it it was almost that oh, the pressure's off. I don't yeah. have to do it, um, and it's kind of inexcusable, really. But yeah. uh, well, you know, we're all none of us are wired one hundred percent properly. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Except that anyone who, who voluntarily puts thirty-five pounds in a rucksack and runs up hills, and I refuse to believe any of us are wired properly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I think I, I had probably about after I after I did the ultra, I had about a week off, and I thought, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back into this now, uh, and it was too soon because uh, I went straight out. I felt okay, but went went out and came back and, and had the knee injury straight away. So then uh, you've just got to put that recovery in, haven't you? But uh, you know, you say you go back to sort of square one, you do. But there's different square ones, isn't there? <laughs> if you know what I mean. Because yeah. like, there's the square one for like the normal people who just sort of run, who, who go out and do 5K, and then there's the, the square one for the people who throw, like say, throw 35 pounds on the back. <laughs> but but that just becomes that sort of thing just becomes normal to you in the end, doesn't it? And you you've, you've got this really strange new normal. It is, and you know the obviously everyone at tabs, you know the funny looks you get um, if if everyone's out for their their, their morning jog. Uh, around the Meadows Park or whatever in Edinburgh, uh, and and some big bald lad comes past with an army-looking rucksack on his back, and you can almost sense 
the wrists wagging wanker. Yeah. You know, the, <laughs> you've run past them. You can but, almost imagine it. But, but, but when you've been a cyclist, you're used to it, aren't you? So there's... <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, lucky to get off with that as a cyclist. <laughs> so, so listening to this now, I, I got a, I got a lot of um, a lot of feedback off the episode we did for the the, fan, the, the live fan dance episode for people who are saying, right, yeah. I'm going to sign up for this now. We're going to do it. So if, if we've got people listening to this now who are looking to do, say, their first fan dance this summer or maybe probably even in, into the winter now, what would be your top three tips that you'd, you'd want to give them? Well, first, absolutely. A- anyone who has ever thought about doing the fan, absolutely do it. Mm. Um, the, I, I can't imagine anyone coming off that hill and thinking, well, that was a fucking waste of time, wasn't it? Jeez. <laughs> you know, I, I just don't honestly... Maybe it's because the last mile is largely downhill. <laughs> you know, who, who knows? You, you finish on a high. Even I was sprinting down it. Yeah. Um, I think you have to not go, not turn up wanting to win. I think mm-hmm. that's that's the big the big thing is it, it, the challenges against yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I'm accustomed to doing that. You're accustomed to doing it. But I think it, I didn't treat it as a race, and that massively helped me. And the other thing is just do your prep. You know, you, you, do your miles. I very rarely carry full weight. Um, I'm ten kilos. I mean, I'm a big lad. I mean, I'm still over hundred kilos. So, mm. you know, pound for pound, me carrying ten kilos isn't. It's, it's not the same as someone like Brian Anderson carrying 10 kilos it's, you know, it's a quarter of his body weight probably <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but it, just do your prep um, make sure your cords are in good working order um, again coming from a cycling background I find walking up hills relatively easy because my cords are much yeah. stronger than, than every other muscle in my legs which is why my calves keep popping mm. um, so I mean, you, you could talk all night on how you prep for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's hilly. It's 15 miles. Um, I think do your prep and also think about how you're going to travel from the foot of Jacob's Ladder down to the turnaround point mm. because that's that's maybe off the top of my head. It's maybe four and a half, five miles. Yeah, and you can really recharge your batteries going down there. If, if you eat and if you drink, if you, if you recharge your body, then you're giving yourself every chance. If if you if you go flat out down it, and you get to the bottom and you're blowing out your arse, I think you mentioned you've maybe done the same. Well, <laughs> you know how much fun it is um, yeah. when you go back. Um, I'm tempted to go back, um, perhaps on the Sunday in July, and just go absolutely flat out at mm. it. Again, flat out asterisk after it. Yeah. It's like a heavy goods vehicle and um, flat out, yeah, yeah. Um, as opposed to a Lamborghini um, flat out. Yeah. Um, just to see what you can do, and if you if you do blow up on the way back, you're always going to get to the finish. Yeah, uh, you know you're always going to get up Jacob's ladder. Um, but just uh, you know, I, again, I, I've kind of lost my chain of thought there. But do your training, and then think about how you're going to run it as well. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, I I don't do a lot of running as it goes um, on it. I think to uh, catch up with yourself and dip under the four hours on the Sunday, I ran from the last checkpoint where you can practically see the finish line yep. from it. You come back over the hill and you can see the road um, down in front of you. I ran there and the DS was shouting at me, come on, you can do this. If, yeah. if you do this speed all the way to the finish, you'll do your four hours, mm. uh, which was fantastic advice. Okay. So, you know, I think 
when you notice the end of the event and, and the finish line's literally downhill 90% of the way, I think if you if you manage your effort properly, then you'll have a great day. And, and I really, I kind of regret not going flat out for it and giving it everything yeah, on yeah. one of the days. You think, well, why not do three and a half hours? Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, why not? What's the only thing that's stopping is is the internal governor in here that it tells you you're tired um, because it's keeping thirty percent of your reserve up its sleeve for yeah. in case you you keel over and ask to keep you alive. Mm. So you, you kind of you no know, again the psychological edge. You could talk about that until the cows come home. You just have to push yourself, and I, I regret not pushing myself harder. Well, there's always next time, isn't there, mate? Yeah, well, it's always going to be there a long time after you and I have gone. The fans are still going to be tormenting people. Says, mate, look, I, uh, I, I hope I get to see you there in a couple of months' time. Um, if it's on, yeah. I'll definitely be there. I'll be at the start line, uh, Saturday, Sunday, and, and the Saturday night as well. <laughs> um, again, I, I think we're all just getting a bit creative with the different sort of training we're doing on at the minute. I've, I've actually yeah. had the bike out. I've had the turbo trainer out in the back garden the past couple of days. Um, just to do a, a little, yeah, Perfect. yeah, it's to do a bit more, a bit more exercise, and that I've got a, I've just managed to find somebody who will actually make me a pull-up bar. So I'm wait, just waiting for that to arrive now and try and get that up in the back garden because they're about. Oh. Do you know what? I was looking for a pull-up bar the other day, and they were nine hundred pounds on eBay for a for a pull-up bar. You buy six rolls of toilet paper for that. <laughs> So I thought, oh no, and then I found some fella in Barnsley who usually makes iron gates and he's now knocking yeah. out pull up bars. Because good lad. I know, he's a good, good lad. But look, I hope we get to see you there, mate. Uh, thanks for talking to us. It's been great, great speaking to you today, mate. Um, I'll get this out in the next couple of days for you. Um, and hopefully, uh, sometime in the near future, we'll, this lockdown will be down and we can do what we were going to do initially and we can, we can meet Absolutely. up and have a chat. So. Absolutely, mate. Always enjoy your company. It'll be good to catch up again. Excellent. Brilliant to speak to you, mate. Uh, thank you very much, and um, I'll speak to you soon. All right, Steve. Take it easy, mate. Cheers, buddy. Time, mate. Thanks. Bye-bye. Cheers Bye. for that, mate. So that's my chat with Ian, a really top bloke. Hopefully I will get to see him at the um, the, the fan dance in July this year. Anybody who signed up for that, um, so far it's still on. Um, there will be updates regularly on the Avalanche Endurance Events page. So once we know it's a definite go or, you know, hopefully not, but, you know, if we know it's a definite no, then there will be updates on that page. Ken will get them on there. So that's Avalanche Endurance Events Facebook page. Uh, and I dare say that you know there will also be updates on the Gone Tabbing page. And as soon as I hear anything, I'll make sure it goes out on the Alleycast page as well. But so far, it is still on. So if you signed up for that, keep your training going. Um, we're all having to get a bit creative with our training. I know that. Um, and it's going to be a really interesting event this year. I think it's going to, you know, it's going to show the people who, who've been creative. And it's probably going to be a really good leveler this year, as you'd imagine, the fan dance. Um, so I'm going to be recording a, another podcast in the next couple of days. I'm hoping to record that with Claire Morton. Claire Morton is in the middle of her 10-10-10 challenge at the minute. She's doing it with a bit of a twist, of course. She's not just doing a normal 10-10-10 challenge, because it's Claire Morton and she's hard as nails. So, uh, yeah, she's going to be uh, she's going to be talking about that. Also talking about, uh, you know, her adventures on um, the, the fan dance Trident, the Woodhouse version, which she went and knocked out a while back. And, uh, you know, had a, a little excursion up to Speenbridge with, uh, with, with Brian Tinker. Um, we, you know, there's loads to talk about. She 
she's uh, she doesn't shut up so it, it's going to be it's going to be a chat i'm going to put myself a couple of hours aside for that so uh stay safe out there keep getting creative with that training keep getting out there and doing it and remember guys always a little further see you next time we stand together united as one forward on we go facing friend and foe we will know what it is we have not time for that if we make mistakes we are lost <laughs>